All right, so welcome to We Love Teachers. This podcast is sponsored by Hetty Media Group. The why. Let's talk a little bit about that. We want to take this opportunity to celebrate the hard work and most importantly, the hard work of our educators. Our elevator pitch would be, we are going to use this platform more to learn about the one profession that touches every single person's life at some point. We want to um, also talk a little bit about today, um, I'd like to give a couple of facts. Um, I'm kind of a nerd at heart, and so um, I always look at all the back-to-school information, you see all the pictures, and there's always an apple. And it's like, why are apples associated with teachers? Did a little bit of research, and uh, Reader's Digest had an article written by Juliana LaBianca, in 2021, and she talked about there are three main reasons why we associate the apple with the teacher. And one of those being that um, back in, uh, say, 17, 1800s, that teachers were often paid with food, animals, and often being a potato or apple. So that was important. Families often had to pay for the room and board of teachers as well. So that's one way. Another one is in 1939, being Cosby. Um, had a song that was a hit, and it was um, about uh, an apple, and it was called An Apple for the Teacher, and that also made the tradition of giving teachers an apple very popular. And last but not least, we have uh, the apples always associated with the tree of knowledge going back to the Garden of Eden. Hmm. So knowledge, education, nice little segue. All right, I, um, I have with us today... Uh, Eric Lyons, an educator uh, in the house. We're going to have some conversation today, and um, hopefully we want to learn more about our educators in the community, what's going on, how we can also um, help um, our educators to be more successful and feel more supported. So, Eric, can you kind of tell me a little bit about yourself? Man, I am Eric Lyons. I'm from, originally, I grew up in Winniewood, Oklahoma, so small town boy. Um, Grew up with a pretty extensive family. Parents divorced, so that kind of extended my family in both directions. So um, college wasn't on the radar of many of my siblings at the time, but you know, since then they've they've gone on and done different things, or you know, just working in the workforce have done really cool things. Brothers been in the navy, um, those kinds of things. But I was really was inspired by my educators growing up. I lived with my dad who worked all the time. So most of my time was spent at school. Like that was my safe harbor. I would stay after school. I would stay there late, um, you know, and stay there with my educators and just soak in whatever they were doing. You know, they were um, gracious enough to just let me be there and learn and fidget and pick up instruments and draw or paint or take extra notes in history or whatever it might be. Um, so, you know, growing up, that was a really big influence on my life. So, you know, like after graduating high school, it was kind of inevitable that I wanted to go to college. Like I just wanted, I was, I was curious and wanted to learn more. Like I wanted to continue learning and not just be, um, just going into the workforce, something like that, which could have been great options too. But um, just really like they really 
um, invested in me and it made me curious. So went on to college, knew that I wanted to be an educator. Um, Where did you go to college? So I actually started at OU. Okay. Um, so small town, was actually told by my high school counselor at that time that college really wasn't for me, oh, no. which was um, kind of heartbreaking. But my art teacher was like, I think you should apply anyways. So I was super stubborn and I only applied for OU of all schools. Like, I'm going to show her I can do it. Um, didn't have great ACT scores or anything, but I w- was a pretty good student. So I was pretty high in ranking in the in class ranks right. and had good GPA, stuff like that. So um, went ahead and applied and got accepted and was like, all right, I'm going. But like parents hadn't planned for college. There was no money that way. So it's kind of like all on my own. So after a year at OU, I transferred to Southwestern Oklahoma State, which was a little uh, better for me financially, but also fit for what I... Community-wise? Yeah, community-wise. It was smaller. Um, But I also got to um, really focus just on art education. Like at OU, I'd had to do art and education, so two separate sides. So to be able to do that all in one place at one time really fit my timeline better. Um, so transferred out to Swasu and knew I wanted to be, well, I actually thought I'd be a music educator growing up, like loved my choir teacher, loved my band director. Like that's what I did. Um, I wasn't really into sports. So like that was where I found my place. And my senior year of high school, I took art. Uh, actually we got a new art teacher and I had most of my credits already done. So the principal was like, Hey, this teacher is going to need a student aid. Can you be part of that class? And I was like, yeah, it's great. I had a new teacher. So put me in there and I was bored out of my mind. Like the ADHD was off the walls and there was things to do with my hands. So I just started doing the assignments with the kids and, or with the other students and just really like was able to like really embrace it. And it was super fun to me. It was new. And I was like, man, I get to use my hands and I get to use, put all these ideas that are in my head down on paper. And there's really another way to give me a voice. Um, wasn't as structured as music. So that was new to me. Like I was really used to that structure, but then, um, I had all these new freedoms and I had a teacher who was like, actually at the semester joined the class. Like I was like, I'm not going to be an aide anymore. I want you to give me a grade, but I think she noticed the way I looked at things. So like, Every Friday, I got to stand up on the tables and walk around, and she would encourage it because she's like, I just know you need to look at the world different. Like, she could just see that in me, and I was like, man, this is like, this is a lot of fun. So um, went to college and just knew that I wanted to do art education. Like, I wanted to be Miss Lawrence. Like, she only influenced me for a full year, but it was like she impacted my life for, like, forever like so oh that's awesome but, so i'm really curious so what is your favorite medium in art oh you do a little man bit of everything? i do a little bit of everything um i always have a camera with me so photography oh, wow. is really big in my life but i really like doing mixed media so really using photographs in my actual art so whether that be through assemblage or throwing wax or ink or paint or whatever that might be just working towards that um the art pieces that way do you happen to have a studio uh i do not have a studio i used to actually have a studio here in guthrie um 
for a while. And then my wife and I adopted our oldest son and then had our youngest son pretty <laughs> like two months apart. Um, funny how that all works out. But uh, it really just was like, it's basically like having twins and I couldn't make it to Guthrie quite as much as I wanted to. So I let that go and just, you know, working in my classroom is my studio. Like as the kids are working, I'm working. It's kind of nice, a cool way to like kids who don't ask questions. They're watching me and learning from me, not yeah, just true. from like, I don't just sit there and like expect like, oh, OK, like you guys are doing this stuff. But I'm there doing it with them so they can kind of see see that direction. So besides art, though, what other hobbies do you have? Uh, I am actually the head track coach. So oh, wow. I know that I don't really fit the track <laughs> coach mode. I, I, didn't, I didn't even like run track in high school. It's just, uh, it's just uh, something that I picked up as a teacher. They need, there was a need for coaches, and I was young and just got married and had no kids, and was like, I can do this, and then just fell in love with making relationships with students outside of the classroom because yeah. then they wanted to be a part of my classroom. So uh, track keeps me pretty busy. Obviously, photography, um, but being with my family is really important. Like, the kids are always with us, and it's not like we could get babysitters or we don't have a lot of family in Oklahoma City, so we don't just pawn them off somewhere for a little bit. It's just like, these are our kids. They're a part of us. They're going to be part of this community. So we really involve them in a whole lot. So spending that time with family is really important to us. That's great. So I was wondering, like, do you have a spare room in the house that's your art studio now? Uh, <laughs> so we just moved houses. Okay. So kind of we're in, that's kind of in limbo of seeing which rooms belong to who. So gotcha. we have kind of an office area, but I have a dream of building a studio in the backyard. So uh, we've got enough space to do that now. So hopefully that will come soon. But uh, my studio literally it drives my wife bananas, I'm sure, but it's strung out all over the living room. <laughs> I could just, I just work there, and she knows it, and she puts a sheet down for me so I don't get paint everywhere. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So um, tell me a little bit more. You talked about Ms. Lawrence. Is that what you said mm -hmm. her name was? But what else made you want to become an educator? Um, I've always enjoyed being around other kids, like when even – you know, middle school, I would do things with elementary kids. In high school, we had a reading program where we went to the elementary school and worked with, with different students. And, like, that was a lot of fun to me. Like, to go and, like, this kid who's just wanting to read to somebody, but really it was, like, we were able to be role models to them, too, and not just reading books. And that really became relevant to me. Like, this is this is really important. Like, sitting in this role right now is really important because these kids might not have someone to read with at home. They might be struggling in a full classroom setting and we can go do this one-on-one -on -one and I can, I can lift them up. I can praise them. I can really like encourage them in what they're doing. And, you know, like the struggle of reading, you'd see that slip away and they would just become comfortable and want to do it more and walk in a in a building and they run up to you and give you a hug. And it's like, man, this is, this is much bigger than just reading. Like this is, this is so true. Yeah. It's way bigger than that. So like really like starting to learn those relationships. And then also just like I said earlier, like the way my teachers poured into me, like 
I'm still really good friends with a whole lot of them. And I know social media makes that a lot easier, but you know, my history teacher, Kevin Lynch, he, um, teaches at East central now, but, um, it's not uncommon for us to text weekly, like, and just talk about education or politics or what's going good or like, his dream was to actually become a teacher because he wanted to coach track and he never coached track. And now my dream was to become an educator and I'm coaching track. <laughs> like that just that came wow. to a part of it. But, you know, like this week alone, just bouncing off, like he was telling me how he, he and his friends based their whole track um, knowledge based off of like Abilene high school in Texas. Yes. And like, he's sharing that with me still like he's still showing me like hey watch these videos watch these people watch their exchanges pour into these kids like he's still just like this huge cheerleader that is always on our side like and you see him encouraging and not just me but he still encourages all the people that I went to high school with and I see it on social media and it's just really cool that 22 years later he's still pouring into to his students that he had that's so true so tell me a little bit about as an educator what brings you the most joy is it seeing uh, their shiny faces the first day of school like what what does like almost oh man the first day of school i'm a nervous wreck oh you are <laughs> first day of school's tomorrow i'm not gonna sleep oh, all night okay <laughs> i already know it this is my 18th year and i still haven't slept the night before school starts um you know, honestly, I used to – it used to be like that aha moment, but now it's like – it's those relationships that I've built with my students. You know, when someone 10 years later is like, hey, I got a film camera. Can you help me develop my film? Or I'm getting married. Can you photograph my wedding? Oh, or no. I just had my first child. Can you come and photograph my child? Or – I'm getting married. Can you be in my wedding with me? You know, that's like super special to me to know that a re- like these relationships can grow. Um, and, and I know that's something I learned from the teachers that I had that also nurtured that same safe space, but knowing kids are safe, like kid just started art school for the first day today. And she told, she texted me and was like, you told me, for two years, that design class, like, I can't wait to get in design class. She, and today she texted and she said, I've started my first 2D design class and you're right. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. So, you know, it's like these kids keep coming back. And, and, and I think that's super important. I know we live in an age where people are afraid to embrace the relationship side of students um, just because they're afraid maybe they'll show up on social media or maybe they'll get in trouble for crossing boundaries. Like, like be very wise and the boundaries you set for your students right. in your classroom. Mm-hmm. And you can still foster a relationship that is going to pay off dividends years from now. Like, you know, it's kind of hard. Like our students today are sometimes they're great students, but their attention spans are much smaller. So sometimes we don't think that they're really taking in or understanding what's happening. And then you get a text and it's like, man, 2D design class is the best. Or, um, Hey, remember that time you just told me to like be a good human. And that's just paying off now because I just got this new job and it was from a connection that I made from just being nice to someone. And 
So like those were the relate the value of a relationship to me in a classroom goes well beyond what I'm actually teaching in the classroom. Well, you know, I, I can, um, this is bringing me a lot of joy. I can kind of see the passion in your eyes as you talk about that and uh, how much um, being an educator means to you. Tell me a little bit about maybe that one moment in the classroom where I think we've all had them as ed- educators, coaches, that you're just like, um, I'm really, I'm not going to cry in front of y'all today. I'm really not. You're not going <laughs> not not to do that. <laughs> Yeah, so can, do you have one of those moments to share? Oh, man, I have so many moments. <laughs> uh. I have to ask you that because oh, I yeah. can see in your eyes right now. Yeah, just man, it's just like going through like care. so many people, so many different. Um, I'm just going to – I had one student this year that it, I wanted to ask her – like I asked her all year long to do track. I could just – I just wanted her to give it a try, and she was not having it, not at all. And she took my – so we have what's called an Explore Week at school, and it's the week before spring break where kids, they go outside of their normal class and just do something different. And she wasn't in an art class or anything, but I did custom kicks. So we made custom shoes. That was – that's what we did for the full week. I want to take your class. Oh, it's a lot of fun. And (laughs) – I just sat down in front of her and I was like, hey, like, I think you should do track. I think you'd be really good at it. She's like, nah, I don't know. And I was like, hey, can you just stop being scared? And she looked at me like it took her aback a little bit. She's like, how did you know I was scared? And I was like, well, because it's something new. I know that that would make me nervous, too, if someone's wanting me to do something that I've never done before. Um and then so she came to do high jump for me, <laughs> like not even easy. <laughs> like we went like full in. She came to do high jump for me and she started out in her first meet. She jumped like four foot six. So that's not really high in jumping world. And then we went to the next meet and she jumped four foot ten. And then she started looking at it. She, I was like, hey, like you can do this. Like you can get better at this. So the next week she jumped five foot. And then she started setting goals she said, I really want to jump five foot two. So we went to the next meet and she jumped five foot two. She's like, now my goal is I want to make state. And oh I was like, goodness. okay. So she qualified for state and I'm not going to get emotional either. I promise. Okay. Mm-hmm. I might, but, <laughs> um, we show up at the state track meet and she's so nervous and she actually probably jumped her worst at state and that's okay. Like we embrace failures too. Like that's a huge thing that I talk about that it's okay to fail at things because that's going to motivate you, make you grow all those different things. But I remember just like, so we're getting her mark on the track and I I put her tape down because you can only use a piece of tape. And I just wrote, thank you on there. And she looked down and read it and just gave me this huge hug and like was so excited because someone believed in believed in her mm-hmm. like in what she was doing and you know it, it didn't turn out how we wanted and she was bummed and we hugged again and we cried a little bit and then she showed up at school this year like two days ago I started at school for her, like we're she's picking up her schedule or whatever it was and she was like I'm ready for this like we're gonna go in state this year so she's got this whole she and she wants to do it in and she's like, I want to high jump in college. So she's got a whole new goal from, wow. from making shoes to now she wants to do this in college. So she's setting goals. And, 
you know, it's, I mean, there's a jillion students that I could talk about who's set these goals and have done this kind of thing. But, you know, just watching her embrace this ability that she didn't know she had, but like really like encouraging her, not forcing her to do it, just asking her and then just being like, hey, it's okay to be scared. It's okay to fail. It's okay to have these successes. And, you know, it's just, it's really cool. Like that's completely outside of my realm of being a teacher in the classroom because that's really my jam. That's what I do. Like right. I love doing that and I get to do track, which is fun. But, you know, just like teaching them, like she's going to, hopefully she's going to take that lesson and apply it to so many more things away from the track. Like, yes, you have an ability, you can go do these great things. Um, where can we apply that in life too? Well, I tell you what, um, when you watch her jump at in college for the first time, mm -hmm. you're, you're going to need tissue. I can tell. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's going to be so good. Yeah. yeah. It's, she's, just, she's just fun, and she's always smiling, always cheerful. She's good for the team. Like, she just brings everybody up around her. She's encouraging her friends to come do it now who probably would have never given track a chance. But, you know, she's excited, and she's like, we can do this. Like we can win as a team. We can win as she doesn't see it as an individual sport. Right. And, you know, in track, sometimes we do, it's really easy to be yourself as an athlete. She just sees the big picture and she's ready to like take on that challenge. It's pretty cool. I tell you with her mindset, it's going to be so important about the sky will be the limit on what she can do. Especially yeah. if she goes, competes well, mm -hmm. puts all those, learn, learn, learn how to um, compete with all that, I guess all those words in your head and all the other stuff, yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome. So tell me, what is the most difficult thing about being an educator? Oh. And we all know in Oklahoma, yeah. we know the pay is horrible and all, and all that. It's, it's getting better. But right. what, what is the most difficult? Is it classroom management? What, what, what would you say? Man, I might be rare. <laughs> I try not to ever really like dwell on the negative at school. Like, that's just a mindset that I've always had. There's, there's a lot of things that could be negative. Um, obviously I'm not teaching because of the paycheck. Like we could complain about right. that, but be smart about my financial situations. I don't have to have all the things that I think I need in the world. And, you know, and I know that's different for different people. And sometimes that's a, that's a big part of having a job is someone wants to feel appreciated and they feel it through either compensation or, Whatever it might be, um, maybe my maybe my biggest challenge. I think at the high school level, I think sometimes we we find ourselves just teaching our classes, and we don't find our way outside of that. And I I wish that was sometimes I wish that was a little different, like at middle school or elementary school, usually they do like teams and they work together as a team and not saying I don't work with my colleagues as a team, but like, you know, it's compartmentalized that right. way. So you kind of have different goal setting that way. Um, but at the high school level, I feel like sometimes we just, we keep to ourselves. And I did that for a really long time. Just, this is what I did in my classroom and I'm going to keep it here because this is successful. Right. And then, four or five years ago I was like man this is like super bogus like I'm not being a good educator right now I've got to focus on being a teacher of the school and not just a teacher of my classroom so 
like encouraging kids to take other people's courses different just so they, I mean, I want their tool, toolbox to be full. Like I don't like, I can teach you this, but someone else is really good at, at what they do. So like you need that too, so that you can have all of these things to make you a well-rounded student instead of just a one track student. And like, I know kids get comfortable and they want to stay with just one teacher, but yeah, like, just that cohesiveness across the schools and my new school, like I switched schools two years ago and they are really good at that. Like people working together, like the whole fine arts team working together, whether that's helping with visuals for drama performances or helping pick out music for the dance class Mm -hmm. or things like I'm a big music person. So I was like, Hey, what if we work together and we did something like that? Um, So yeah, just really like branching myself out as an educator to be a teacher of the school. Like, I want to say that I teach at Heritage Hall. I don't want to say I teach art. Like, I really want to gotcha. embrace the whole school. Mm-hmm. So, like, are you used to that feeling of when you go out in the community and you're at Walmart or your other stores and you hear some of your students yell your name? Like, are you used to that feeling like a rock star every place <laughs> where... People oh, are so man. happy to see Mr. Lyons. Yeah. I, maybe not a rock star stage, okay. but I remember being like a new teacher and I would see a student in public and I was like, whoop, got to go hide from him, like yeah. go the other direction. And then I was like, now it's, hey, there's Mr. Lyons. And I've had so many students over the last 18 years. I taught at PC West and Deer Creek. So these are really big schools. Yeah. So lots and lots of students. Of course, not every single one comes through my room but I'll be in public and they're like, Mr. Lyons. And I'm like, Hey man, (laughs) like, I don't, I don't know their names. I don't know anything. So, but really embracing that and still giving them that moment, like, man, like you went out of your way to come talk to me. So I'm really going to embrace that moment. Now I know I'm easier to find with the hair and mustache. So I kind (laughs) of stand out in a crowd, but yeah, it's, it's always really cool when students go out of their way or come back to school. Like usually I'm like, guys, don't come back to school. Just go and like, you have everything you need. But they're like, man, I had to come back at lunch and bring you a Whataburger. Cause I know you love Whataburger. Oh. Like, so or little things like they just oh, show up that's and really sweet. yeah, just celebrating those things. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure you understand what it's like. Like sometimes you do feel like a rock star and you don't realize you're yeah. being that person, but, um, yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like, I've always wondered what it's like to teach elementary because I watch my boys walk into the school and just, like, in awe of every single person that they see. Just, like, yeah. they want to be in PE class. Like, my youngest son, I was like, hey, there's a new person doing aftercare this year. I was like, it's Miss Bramble. And he's like, oh, man, I can't wait to see her. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is so great. So, yeah, the... Rockstar moment's a little weird because I don't so much enjoy being the center of attention. I really just behind the scenes, like doing my thing, whatever, instead of being kind of the the limelight. But, I mean, if a kid comes out of his way, though, like I'm going to embrace that moment for them. They obviously have came and said my name for a reason. They didn't try to hide from me. That's exactly right. Are you surprised that a lot of those um, students are ones that aren't in your class? Yeah, Does that surprise you? I mean, maybe the coaching side of it, like 
you're a little more visible when you're coaching. Yeah, like, that's true. They see you out on the track or, you know, even if they're playing football, they see you out there doing or playing soccer. They see you out there with the track kids um, or, you know, it's but sometimes like all of them call me coach. Yeah. <laughs> like that's going to stick with you for a while. Oh, yeah, time. that's just going to stick forever. Like coach Lions. And I'm like, but they want us to be there. And, I, and I'm hoping like that's where teachers like can get out of their comfort zone and like really embrace that moment. Like being visible at a football game like right like you might not know nothing like you might not know nothing sorry that's terrible okay. grammar you might know you might not know anything yeah. about football but just showing up and be like supporting and supporting and learning what they're doing and being like man that was a good sack and they're like yeah like man i had to google me. what that was yeah. but <laughs> yeah i do know more about football than that but I'm just you know just if other educators are listening right now, like embrace all the students, like embrace what they do, go to their performances, go to a volleyball game. I know nothing about soccer. I don't know anything about soccer. I'm trying to figure out like why that kid's faster than everyone, but he gets called off sides. Like, yeah. Why is that a penalty? <laughs> Can you come run on my track team? Cause you're super fast. But <laughs> um, yeah, just embracing the whole student and like being a part of their lives because it pays off. Like in the end, they come looking for you and seeking you. And, and even if you didn't know that you were making an impact on them. So the other thing I want to ask as, as we start closing up is just um, tell me as members of the local community, um, what can we do to best show our support to teachers? What does that look like? Ah, man, just kind of the same of what I'm saying, like go be involved with them even if they're not your grandkids even if like I Guthrie does a really good job of this like I know they had like meet the athlete night the other night and one of my former athletes is the new head cross-country coach here and he was posting pictures and like the stands were full and he like people were praising him like just out of nowhere but I know by people supporting him that's gonna like boost his confidence and he's going to embrace this town like he's going to embrace the whole community not just his cross-country team because they go and believe in him like um i went down and got coffee and the owner there was just like yeah we got this new cross-country coach and i was like oh yeah bryce he's one of my he's one of my former former athletes and he's like man is he like I was Googling him. He's got like 21 state titles. And I was like, yeah, he did this and he did this and he did this. And he's like, so like, he's pretty good. And I'm like, yeah. And he loves your community and he is going to change the face of the And And I know Guthrie went through a hard time this summer and they lost their, their head cross country coach. He passed away. And, mm-hmm. and that's a huge break to this. Loss. That's yeah. a huge loss to this community. And, Bryce is going to embrace that and they've already embraced him and you know seeing people embrace one another I I like I know Hetty's helping us out here today but watching Hetty post pictures like he showed up at school and had a dozen donuts and a red balloon like he gave he invested in that teacher and when they when we see those investments in us like that keeps us going like that that's a really driving force because we're going to hear all the negative. We're going to have kids who have bad days. We're going to have parents who have bad days. We're going to have emails that could probably hurt our feelings or something. 
but then we get a red balloon and some donuts and some sugar uh, and some sugar <laughs> and yeah uh gifts are always nice and we always like those um <laughs> thank you for being honest oh yeah that. yeah but i mean and where those students are humans and are going to have bad days they're going to have super great days and where those parents are humans and have bad days they're going to have super great days and they're going to like having them on your team is so important like whereas the teachers are investing into these kids like the community we want to fill that back like you know i was really fortunate at pc west even my parents there were very supportive of their kids and we got to see those kids be successful and at deer creek the parents were very supportive of their kids and we got to see them be super successful um the parents at heritage hall are they believe in their kids and their kids are very successful um the community believes in them you go to deer creek uh, football game and the whole stands are completely full like there's way more people there than there are team players on the field so the community is still showing up to see that you know and supporting your community in their performances like show up and go to their drama performances. Like there's not a reason why every seat in the drama performance shouldn't be full. Like great point. Yeah. It's going to drive those, like the kids thrive when they know they're when people, when they are seen, right. um, they live in a world where they want to be seen. They put true. things on social media so they can be seen. Um, we got to be there so they can be seen. Um, and then honestly, like being on social media is really cool, but when the social is really there and the people are really there, it's so much better. It's so much more meaningful. And I think our students are starting to learn that too. They're starting to understand that the crutch of the screen in front of them is starting to affect them. I think we, they're starting to hear it from us enough that they're yeah. getting rid of that. And they, they long for those, those physical personal relationship, touches. personal mm -hmm. touches there. And COVID was terrible. We can, talk about that a thousand times but kids are now starting to learn what it's like to have people in their lives again and it and still looks difference. different yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. totally different and they need it more now than they ever did like we're we're training them to be humans again <laughs> like it's yeah. like we didn't realize how big that effect was on their psyche on the on the side on that side of it but um I think it became apparent, especially to educators. Like we really yeah. saw it. I, I know you saw it. And um, we're starting, I think teachers are like, oh man, like when it's time, when it's on, like I'm on 100%, like it's job time. Like I'm going to, I'm going to pour everything that I got into it. So. Well, I also want to know as we get ready to wrap up, um, I, I hate for, to have missed something or question. Is there something like you're just dying to add uh, <laughs> for people out there that maybe uh, we don't understand about educators or um, I guess about, I, I thought it was interesting when we were talking and I know um, for being an educator myself, you talked about your nerves before the first day of class, uh -huh. uh, getting ready for that. And I, I, I'm not sure that our listeners really realize how passionate you are that you want to get it right that you're excited about those relationships and mm -hmm. and it's still a little different do you feel like you're more nervous after covid coming back like for the in-person part not necessarily about catching covid but about 
just because we had to drop and do everything with lessons online. Right. Now it's in person. How do I make this fun again? Do you feel the pressure with that type of thing? Uh, a little bit. I was, it was terrible when COVID hit. <laughs> like, I'm usually a pretty upbeat person and like depression, like I didn't really ever really realize what that was. But when I didn't have my people, yeah, like that was really, really hard. Like not having my students, not having my colleagues, that was so hard. Um, made the transition to my new school. And thankfully, we have not missed a day of in-person instruction for okay. the two years that I've been there. So sure. I know that's a little different. Some people did four-day weeks. Um, right. Some did three-day weeks or alternating days or something like that. Um, our school did a really good job of implementing a plan and we wore masks and did it wasn't comfortable and it was hard and we did it and kids didn't even know i had a mustache like it was crazy <laughs> um last year we tried it without masks and it didn't work so we went back to masks and that was okay and then got to where we didn't have to do masks anymore and this year we're starting with no masks um you know and it was it was definitely different but I don't think I stopped doing what I do. Like I could have used it as a crutch and like taken it a little easy, but I still had rigor in my classroom, which I think a lot of people sometimes think we don't. Um, we do, like we have a lot. Um, I always tell my students like, you're always gonna get out of what, you're gonna get what you put into class. Right. Like, you want to be a better painter, you're going to have to work every single day. You want to get the credit, you're probably still going to work every single day. That's totally fine. But yeah. I'm going to teach appreciations, different things like that. Um, yeah, it didn't, like, COVID didn't really scare me off from teaching. Like, I was just right. I mean, that's what I do. Like, I just needed it back. I was like, so I was excited to be back in the classroom. Um, I would just say, like, if anyone, man, I, as an educator, want to tell people, like, you don't have to make the perfect grade. That doesn't make you a better student. You don't have to make A's. That doesn't make you a better student. I was taught by a, a lady, I was teaching at a summer camp, and one of the coordinators overheard me say something and I really was focused on like this product that we had to have, which is what educators do. We have a product, right? Like, we have an end goal. We set goals. We want to accomplish those goals. And she came to me. She's like, man, like I heard you talking to this kid. Like she's like nothing bad, but I heard you tell him that you weren't doing something correct. And she's like, I really want you to like, She's like, you're doing an awesome job. She's like, but I really want you to really embrace, like, even if it's not right the way I see it, that it is right the way they see it. And I was like, man, that's real heavy. <laughs> it is. That's really good. And that very day, I changed my entire teaching, and I really started embracing failures and letting kids know that it's okay to fail, not – getting an F or a D or a C or whatever that is, but that might not have turned out exactly how I wanted. 
and you can't quit on it. Yeah. That's, we're going to grow on it. Okay, so you wanted to paint a flower, and it looks really flat. So now you've turned this in, but let me talk to you about how we're going to add to it. Let me, I'm not telling you you did a bad job because this is good. Let me show you how we can, in your eyes, the way they say, well, I didn't do very well. Okay, well, how can we make it better? Right. Well, let's really focus on it that way. So, so embrace, like, embracing failure is okay. And I'll tell every single student that, like, we're going to do a lot of cool things in class, and we're going to fail at a whole lot of them. And that's okay. Like, maybe yours looks different than mine, or yours looks different than the person next to you, and that's okay, because we're all different people. Um, but we have to fail to learn. Like, when we were inventing the light bulb, how many times did we fail at that before we got it right? Like, it's no one – and our and our generations now really think they can do it immediately. I like to call them Google kids. They think, well, I didn't turn out the first time. I'm like, yeah, you got to work at this. Like somebody told me the other day, I said I was going to use this analogy on the first day of school. I'm going to use it right now. Um, They said you can stand on a mountain in California and someone can be cooking bacon in New York, but you can't smell it. And I was like, oh, you got to get there before you can smell it. Okay. So I was just really thinking about that analogy. Is like using that in class. Like we're starting right here. But we're going to have to work all the way across to get to our goal. And what we and if that's one assignment that takes us six weeks, whatever it might be, yeah. like getting to that point, like that's the important part, like understanding that rigor. Like I know that majority of my students aren't going to go on to art school, and that's okay. But I'm giving them tools to learn on a lot of things. We're, we're using problem solving. We're thinking outside the box. We're thinking forward. We're taking steps back, so we're moving back again. We're, you know, it's a constant process of going through there. So, um, yeah, if anyone's listening, I don't know how many people are going to listen to this, but whoever is listening, it's okay to fail. Yeah. It's absolutely okay to fail. All right, so that that would kind of summarize this up as you start the school year, um, just being ready for um, students to be just a part of the process and embrace failure as a learning opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Well, anything else you want to add? Um, I don't think so. This is thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate it. So you are a very um, first episode of We Love Teachers, and um, we wish you the best tomorrow. I hope you get more sleep than you're anticipating <laughs> before you start school tomorrow. But um, thank you so much for uh, coming and being a part of our interview today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank I you. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it.